we were fucking monsters. We were constantly creating, but personally with ter- with horrible expectations. Everything was banking on each new thing we did. Point being, though, I look back on all that now. Now I just draw. I draw dumb shit. I oh, fucking yeah. put it on the internet. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It gets 20 likes. I don't care anymore. Like that shit used to bum me the fuck out. Working overtime, serve beer at a Bushwick die. Just trying to stay alive. But it's so damn hard. But I All right, everybody ready to go? Yeah. Woo. Well, All right. Crack my beer, hold on. Oh, crack that beer, baby. <laughs> Cheers, y'all. Cheers. 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 Salute. Uh, welcome in and welcome back and welcome under. Welcome to Under the Apron, the podcast that asks one important question. Can we have a fun podcast with a girl that we met on the internet? Uh, and we will find that out today. The last woman I met on the internet, I am now divorced from. So we'll see how this one goes. But, uh, <laughs> um, I am here, as always, with my lovely co-host who looks like he just traveled from the 70s, Mikey <laughs> Falatico. How you doing, brother? Dude, I'm I'm glad to be here. I'm feeling great. Yeah. The 70s were fucking boring and dumb. <laughs> I needed an I needed an iPhone. I'm here. Uh wait, Laurent. Yes. What I didn't know that you met your ex-wife on a dating site i did uh which one was it it was okay how old school was it okay cupid so pretty old school yeah i love it yeah 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 yeah. i mean it worked i was hoping for um sorry go on no no please what grinder i was was hoping for like a craigs a craigslist or uh (laughs) or like a nerve like one of those like 2000 2004 you know yeah yeah no if i had met her on craigslist i don't think we would have gotten married in the first place so maybe maybe for the best although lovely person love had a wonderful relationship love you if you're listening i hope you're not yeah so also just you know a little bit behind uh, behind baseball inside baseball this is our first podcast that we are recording in the new year 2024 it's been a minute yay Yay. Um, we can officially say happy new year happy new year 24 days in it's good to see and it'll you, be even later friend. when this episode uh, we've comes had out. a little bit of time off so we're back from from uh, winter break and we're ready to go and speaking of firsts it is our mm. guests first ever podcast so this is going to be awesome um and yeah. i i found we the way that we got to uh to have her on the podcast is that as as i've mentioned in the past i peruse a lot of the service industry related social media and her content kept coming up and it's hilarious. Uh, a lot of like a day in the life of, of being a waiter um, and, and stuff along those lines. And, and so after a while, I was like, fuck it. Why don't I ask her if she wants to come on? And she was nice enough to uh, to say yes. So welcome to the podcast, Catalina. Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> I, you have a beautiful apartment, by the way, it looks like from oh my god that is such a huge compliment i literally moved into my new apartment like a month ago 
I'm like living by myself for the very first time. Hey, so talk about like new beginnings in the new year. That's awesome. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, super excited. The artwork up on the wall in, in less than a month. That's impressive. That's a that's a good I one. I know. Yeah. Her name is Wanda. <laughs> She's pretty cool. Dude, Wanda's great. I love that. Shout out Wanda. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, this is, you know, part of the service industry world is, I mean, a lot of the time you're living with roommates just because you can't afford to live alone in, in some of these bigger cities. So like such a huge jump to to living alone. Yes. It feels like you're adulting, which is awesome. Good for you. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially living in Los Angeles. Yeah. 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 And New York, New York's the same. Um, but yeah, congratulations. And congratulations for being on your first podcast. We're, we're... I know. I'm super stoked. I can't, I can't wait to get into it all. <laughs> Now that we've gotten to know Catalina a little bit, uh, it is story time. So the floor yeah. is yours, Catalina. What do you got for us? I like looked down and I could like see the inside of my leg, basically. <gasps> I will never suck your dick. <laughs> I wound up watching Back to the Future getting fucked up with Doc Brown. As he like sits her on a stool, and no joke, she shit herself. Oh like no! <laughs> Dude, the story's crazy, guys. It's story time. There are some crazy people out there. There are some <laughs> wild ass people out there. But um, so this man came in to one of the restaurants where I used to work at. And um, he comes in with this huge luggage and he's by himself. And, you know, we're probably like, okay, he's probably like coming back from the airport or something or I don't know. So he gets to the restaurant and the host is like, okay, is it just you and your part? Are you waiting for other people? And he's like, um, actually, it's, it's, it's six of us. It's going to be six of us dining tonight. And so she was like, okay, are, are they on the way? Or, is there, you know, like, um, are they, are you waiting for them? He's like, no, like, I'm, I'm, my party's here. I need a table for six. <laughs> and we're like... <laughs> Okay, sir, uh, that's not exactly how this works, okay? I'm not going to give you a table for six when it's just you standing there with this big luggage. <laughs> and so this guy starts walking to one of the tables, and he was like, this one's perfect. I need a seat for each one. Like, I, I need six seats. And we're just like, at this point, just get a manager. This is so weird. Like, who the fuck is this dude? Like, coming in here with this luggage. And like, now it's maybe kind of sketchy. Like, what is in the fucking luggage? Yeah. <laughs> and he opens up the luggage. And he opened it up? He opens up the luggage. We're all like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> what is this man doing? And starts taking out these teddy bears. <laughs> and, like, setting them down on each chair. And yeah, he's like, boy. no, like I need to sit with and he it was like his pride and joy. Like it was like I he would like talk to these little stuffed animals. Oh. It was the weirdest. Oh. <laughs> he wasn't he didn't seem crazy until he started pulling out all of these stuffed animals. Um but anyways, this man ended up literally having dinner. With with his five stuffed animals, oh my the God. weirdest thing. <laughs> it, it's just kind of like. Did he order food for them? No, he did not order food for them. But he like <laughs> That's needed what... to have That's... them sitting. Like it was so weird. Showed up for tea time, dude. He showed up <laughs> for fucking tea time with his friends at your restaurant. That's so sick. I, I kind of love it. <laughs> well, I used to work at this restaurant where we worked right next to an American Girl. You know, American yeah, Girl yeah, door, yeah. like the yeah. dolls. It was, we uh, worked right next to a store of it. 
And these little kids would come into our restaurant. It was the worst nightmare. And they would, we would have little chairs for their dolls. (laughs) And they would come in and there was like a deal that was like, if you come in with your American girl doll, you get free, free hamburger and like free ice cream or something. So in walks in, it's like the worst (laughs) shift to work, lunch shift, because you already know all these moms and their like little girls are coming in with their fucking dolls. God, (laughs) wow. I I wouldn't have taken the job. I couldn't have taken the job. I would be like, nope, nope. (laughs) The idea of a room full of the type of girl and the age of girl that would want to bring in a fucking American doll girl to, to, to lunch. That, that might be my new nightmare. That's, that's the, the top of the list now. I, I, for me, it's like, it beats brunch. Like I hate brunch. Like oh, I hate absolutely. brunch. I will never work brunch again in my life. Hopefully knock on wood. Let's go. Um, yeah. But that is still one of like the worst things I ever did as a server. No, I, well, my, my hell is a specific restaurant that I worked at in Midtown Manhattan, their brunch. So like, I remember specifically during shift looking around me and being like, this is hell. Like if I die and I, and, and there is a hell, I'm just going to come back to this shift right and work yeah. it in fucking perpetuity. But I think you just beat it. Now, now my new hell is just a room full of girls with American girl dogs, dolls asking for a free hamburger. So Catalina, we had an idea uh, as, as we've started to have more people on the podcast that we don't know um we like to kind of go tit for tat with the story time so that you have a bit of of uh context as to, to for us so this uh episode mike's gonna tell you a story that hopefully gives you some more context as to who we are as, as oh my god i yeah. can't wait yeah well i decided against the the one i texted you about earlier laurent that was all right that was, yeah 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 <laughs> i assume i assumed you thought that was a joke um this one's more of a fun one you would show up for your shift and you'd see the blackout curtains on the front of the restaurant and you knew immediately like, oh, shit, they're shooting today. Right. Whatever it might be. And you were expected to be there just to be people who are work in the house in case anyone on the film crew needed help with something or, or if they needed something, you know, some sort of prop that's that somehow the house could provide. You know, they wanted you to be there for that. So I show up at 10 o'clock in the morning for my opening shift, blackout curtains. I'm like, ah, shit, you know, hate it. I'm not going to make any money today, yada, yada. So I go in, and, and this was right in the middle of when uh, Louis C.K.'s show, Louis, was on the air. It was super huge peak. That was the comedy seller was, like, absolutely exploding because of it. So I set the bar up. I put my fruit in the little, in the little, whatever that thing's called. Um, and then I just sit down and start reading a book or, like, drawing or something. Yada, yada, yada. A few minutes in. In um, they start shooting a scene at the bar, and they have one of the extras who's like dressed like a server, all in black. <laughs> and I literally hear Louis say, "You know, I don't think that's the right bartender for the shot." Oh, and I, I yeah, and I and I was like, "What is the?" And he says, "Hey, where's where's the guy who set up the bar?" And I was like off in the corner and someone came over and they're like, hey, do you want to be in the shot? Louis wants to see how it looks with you in the shot. And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so then I literally was behind the bar, you know, trying to get this like three minute shot for like the next eight hours. Just like, oh my God. <laughs> so now if you watch that episode at the end of the episode, I'm just like high fiving people like behind the bar. 
Hell yeah, dude. But yeah, that's uh that that that's that's the story. Yeah. I got to be on an episode of Louie. Um and they that's paid me a hundred so bucks. Cool. Yeah, at the end of the day. I got a hundred bucks for a hundred bucks? A hundred bucks. Like you should be paid Listen, more than that. Yeah. No, you should definitely I, be paid uh, more than yeah. that. I couldn't I couldn't agree more, but honestly, I thought I was coming into that shift making nothing. I took the hundred, yeah. I got to be on Louis. It, it was it was cool. I was I was very sad. I mean, what a with story. It. It's like your little acting moment. Like yeah. exactly. you're like I'm in this episode of Louis. Yeah, thank you for choosing that Wait, as opposed to the, sorry. the other story. <laughs> yeah. The other no, story just, is that Mike once took vengeance on a on a bad customer in a in a very funny <laughs> way. Um, yeah. But which we'll I don't regret. I don't regret it at all because he had it fucking coming. I would I would do it differently now though. I was a young man, but yeah. yeah. He put it. his balls in somebody's drink. Uh so Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, worst thing I've ever done is like give someone regular espresso instead of decaf. <laughs> That's pretty bad. How old were they? I love love doing that. <laughs> They're like a rude customer or something. They're like I want to decaf this or whatever. I'm like, "All right, I'm giving you Literally quadruple espresso shots in that tree. <laughs> okay, so Listen. this is a, a, a perfect transition to uh, Topic <laughs> Roulette. If anybody is listening for the first time, Topic Roulette, we come with a, a topic that our uh, our guest hasn't heard of. Our guest comes with a topic that we haven't heard of, uh, and we discuss for about eight minutes. Um, in this particular case, just to be, you know, fully transparent we did we did know about catalina's topic beforehand which i actually enjoy because it gave me a little bit of time to to prepare so perfect transition catalina would you like to uh tell the the audience what what your topic is yeah so i mean we've been talking about it a little bit but like being an actor and a waitress in los angeles especially right now in this time um because you know how sag after was on strike for the last like couple months, we were all out of work and not just actors. I mean, we're talking like film crew, makeup artists, <clears throat> everyone involved in film. So during that whole time, and I work in a really like well-known restaurant in Los Angeles, we would have all the producers coming into our restaurant and sitting down to eat and talking about, you know, how ridiculous, like what the actors are asking for, what the writers are asking for, like how ridiculous that all was. and sitting there like and i mean i'm standing there like having to be their server Ugh. and it's like I, you're a fucking asshole like, shit, dude. and yeah. having to do that day after day after day when like all and you know celebrities coming in like all these well-known people and it's like they're not really feeling the struggle you know they're able to just go and have dinner and they have no idea who's serving them and but then also like one of the main things like working here and I mean working in the restaurant industry in general is like at one point are you like kind of stuck in this environment and like stuck doing this forever yeah it's like I don't want to like it's like you know you wake up 15 years from now and I'm like doing the same thing and still like an yeah. artist and still trying to create stuff yeah and so yeah it's like a frustrating thing a hundred percent I mean, Mike can speak to this because Mike Mike's been out of work for 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 months because of the strike. He 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 does the scenic work for for sets. Oh. So. Um. I mean, what do you think, Mike? I might have not been able to hold back my words. Like, I mean, what was it that one guy who said uh, 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 those that producer meeting when it came out that they said, "Well, we're just gonna have to wait 
uh, until these people start losing their houses and their apartments. Yeah. If I could tell you the rate, like my wife had to just sit there and listen to me for like 30 minutes because I fucking lost my shit. I was like, yeah. these are the people who are signing my paychecks. It fills me with rage and makes me wonder how long I want to be in this industry. I, I think about it all the time. The way that they handled that whole situation, eat a fucking dick. If there's a producer listening to this podcast, <laughs> eat a dick, sir. Uh, and yeah. and you're lucky that that uh, you got Catalina as a, as a waiter instead of Mike, because Mike would have dipped his balls in your drink. But it dragged him across your forehead. There you go. Yeah, I, that and I agree with you. I mean, I good for you that you're able to to bite your tongue. Um, and, and to me, that's a microcosm of exactly why we want to have a podcast like this. Is you the, the fact that you can't speak up in that situation? I mean, I can't I can't imagine what that might must have felt like for you as yeah. a, as a as an actor who's really trying to put something together and has to work at at a restaurant full of girls with American girl dolls in order to. <laughs> to try to make things work. And now you have to listen to these fucking pricks say that and, and not say anything back. I, 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 that's why that's the whole reason why we want to have stuff like this is so that people can say how they really feel. Cause there's so many yeah. situations where you really have to bite your tongue. Um, yeah. The other side of this, you know, which I, you're talking about, you can't do this forever. And the idea of this kind of perpetual, starving artist situation we can't control whether or not we ever make money from it if you're truly an artist then you you're here because you love it you're here because you want to create something beautiful and yeah of course it'd be fucking wonderful if we could make money from that and live like artists in most uh, like parts of the world where they're actually celebrated and and uh, and given grants and all these types of things but the fact of the matter remains like we it's such an important thing to have people like you Catalina people like you Mike between you know uh your your cartoons and 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 the drawings and and the music and and you know I've been writing for 15 years I can't do that with the expectation that it's going to make me famous or or rich at any point I can still care about that I can still hope that someday something like this podcast might actually generate some revenue so that I can change the way that my life looks because I'm not going to bartend for the rest of my fucking life. There's no way. But you have to be able to I, – I, I feel much healthier understanding what I can't control, which is that the money side of things. I cannot control if any of this stuff gets successful. What I can control is if I show up every day and put my heart into it. And if I still fucking care about the things that I'm doing and if I do believe in what I'm doing and, and if, if I don't, then I need to go control what I can, which is go find another job and try another avenue. Um, but I, I think at the end of the, we're very lucky too, because you know what you are and you know what makes you happy and you know, you know, like so many people, I know so many people who are a hell of a lot more financially uh, you know, whatever than I am in a much better place financially who have no idea who the fuck they are when they go to sleep. And like, I, I'll choose this life over that every day of the week. It still sucks sometimes, but it's also a very beautiful path that um, yeah. it's important that people take that path, I think. Yeah, well yep. said, man. Well said. Um, I love that, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I I, I had a, th a thought during that, which I, I think we've talked about before, but in terms of the expectations, right? 
I think that was my biggest issue in my 20s, which led me to, you know, in the end, a, a positive thing, which was changing things about my life. But in my late 20s, I was fucking miserable, dude, like with my band life. And, and this is all stuff I can look back on now and know. I didn't know it in the time because I was in the pocket. You know, we were recording, we were mixing, we were on tour, whatever it was, playing shows. But it was my expectations that were, were, were fucking with me. It was every time we recorded a record, it was like in my head was this is the one. This is the one that someone's going to hear. And then a big band's going to take us on tour. They're going to bring us out there. I don't have to bartend ever again in my life, you know. And then it didn't happen. And then I was like, all right, well, that's no big deal. We're going to make more more records. We have more songs and then we do it again. And then it didn't, you know, and we did this. We did this six times over until finally in my early 30s. I was like, I can't do this to myself anymore. So I quit the band. But in retrospect, it was really my expectations that were fucking with me. It wasn't it wasn't what we were doing. What we were doing was beautiful. It was great. I mean. Dude, I have I know friends who were in bands twice as long as I was in a band, and they're like, "Wait, you guys have seven records?" And I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "I've been in the same band for 15 years, and we have two. You know, we were fucking monsters. We were constantly creating, but personally, with ter with horrible expectations, everything was banking on each new thing we did. Point being, though, I look back on all that now. Now I just draw. I draw dumb shit. I oh, fucking yeah. put it on the internet. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It gets 20 likes. I don't care anymore. Like yeah. that shit used to bum me the fuck out. I'd put up a drawing. You know, I have like 2000 followers. I get 10 likes. I'd be like, what's happening? <laughs> How is this my life? You know, it just, none of it fucking matters. And, and making the stuff and being happy with what I'm making has been, has been a huge shift in my life. And uh, yeah. And I'm happy awesome. to be there. Happy That's to awesome. be there. Yeah. Again, if you look at it from a certain perspective, and I think this is old people perspective, we're both old now. <laughs> and like, you know, you, you kind of have to come out the other end and hopefully be wiser for it. And it's like what you're talking about, Mike, is, is that beautiful freedom of not living in the results of going like, I like what I'm doing. It's mm -hmm. almost not for anybody else. It's for me because I love to draw or because I love to paint or, or to, to play music or to, to, to have these conversations, you know, et cetera. I'm good with this. I, I'm proud of it. I put my I put my heart and soul into it. And that's enough for me. Whatever the world wants to do with that is their fucking that's on them. You know, and if you want to give me money uh my venmo let me pull up my venmo but uh I, it, <laughs> but, but there's a qr code on your screen right now that, right? yeah yeah we'll, we'll put it under um, venmo uh under the apron and also catalina um but <laughs> yeah. it, it, truly it is a freeing thing and and i i you know i i think one thing that i've come to really try to embody is like the idea of carrying the torch of of being an artist in one way or another every generation you, yeah sure you know a couple of names who got famous but for every one of those people there were thousands of people who were doing amazing shit who who never got that break, big break and they they may have died broke they mm -hmm. may have died a fucking waiter or, or a bartender or whatever but they were a part of keeping the torch alive for for people who are like no i'm not doing your nine to five bullshit 
I, I, I know who I am and I'm going to put something out into the world. And, and, um, I, I really think that's like really, really important. Um, and, but also it's so hard to keep here when you're working, a, you're in the middle of a, a, a brunch shift and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, yeah. What am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. It's tough. Well, tying the both of those together, I think what it's really all about is like, if you're really creating things that are authentically like who you are and it's coming from within you and like your true self, then you just have to like trust that the universe is going to send you all the right cues, is going to send you all the right things into your life from coming with that authenticity. 100%. And that's what a lot of people have it wrong. I feel like a lot of people like are creating things because it's like, well, this will get me liked by the world or this, like, this is like trending right now. So I should get into this instead of like looking within yourself and like, you already have it all within you. And then the universe will show you where to go from there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to move on to our topic. And Michael, you want to present our topic, please? Yes. Um, this one, I've Laurent and I have been batting back and forth uh, via text for quite some time. It's me just reminding him, "Hey, I have this. I have this idea, Laurent. We should, we should put it on the show." Scolding your friends, family, loved ones, or even a stranger about being a bad customer. Have you done oh. it? Yeah. Have you done oh, uh it? D does a certain family member come? come to mind uh catalina since you're the guest you can um, <laughs> you can take first dibs if you're if you're uh, yeah. if you feel prepared we went on a date and um <laughs> oh no <laughs> it was just like i mean from the start it was like okay we're gonna go get like a drink at this place or whatever and he was like okay well my friend works here um so we'll just go up to him so his friend was a bartender and he free drinks and then my date didn't tip him or anything. Oh, and it's just it's like one of those moments. Oh. Yeah, it's his friend. <laughs> it's just one of those moments where it's like, dude, first of all, do you know, like, I'm a, okay. No, you know that I'm in the service industry. First of all, like, use your head a little bit. Ugh. Second of all, this is your friend, like, who is doing you a favor, like getting you and this girl drinks, like the least you can do is like, Hey, charge something on my card so I can tip you, dude. And so I did actually call him out and I was like, Hey, like, are you like, you need to tip your friend? Like what? And he's like, Oh, well, I don't even have cash. And I was like, I got it then. Like, yeah. I was just so, <laughs> it was just like one of those moments, like cringe moments. Yeah. Uh, question though. Did he get a second date? No, absolutely not. That's right. That's right. Anyone <laughs> listening out there, just know there's no second date coming to you if you don't. That's right. Laurent, do you have any? Do you have any? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. I, I, I have. Okay, so I've mentioned this on the podcast. My mother, notoriously, not a bad tipper, but a my mother, my father, my grandmother. Hilarious that I wound up in the service industry. <laughs> All three of them are fucking nightmares to deal with as, as oh customers in a restaurant. And I grew up in restaurants. My mother almost doesn't cook. So, like, I literally grew up going to out, out for almost every meal. And she – well, it's just 
it's a little too noisy over here. It's a little too cold over here. Come here. Oh tell me God. your name. What's your name? Oh, can you tell me some about the, uh, the and it's by the end of it, the motherfucker has been standing there for 15 minutes. He has a section of eight tables that are oh all my full. God. I'm like, I, I'm even before I started working in the service industry, I'm like pulling my fucking eyes out. Like, Mom. And she's like, honey. So anyway, yeah. So the basil, what, what's, where, where do you get the basil from? Who gives a fuck where you get the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> shut up it's it's terrible there was a couple people i used to work with man now granted it was you know a few drinks in but by the end of the night they were the worst customer you've ever had in your entire oh, life yeah. and they just they got off their shift an hour ago you know fucking wild what have you guys ever experienced that Catalina. Yeah, that, I feel like that happens all the time. I mean, okay, when you okay. think about it, also like getting out of a shift, you know, everyone's like, God, like that was a nightmare. Like get a drink in my system, please. because, <laughs> And it's like, it's an ongoing thing. And then it just becomes a shit show. And that's probably the reason why so many people in service industry have like problems with alcohol and drugs and everything else. And then they just become a nightmare to deal with. Just like the customers that they yep. just had. <laughs> yeah. It's bizarre, man. That's actually a great point, Catalina, because I, I always see myself as like us versus them in the sense of like, we've talked about this on this podcast before. To me, there is no greater crime in the service industry universe than working in the service industry and being a shitty customer. Like that is, you are relegated to the seventh level of hell in, in my, uh, <laughs> in my opinion, for years I was, I had, you know, we all had the bars that we went to after work. Mm -hmm. I was a nightmare to deal with in the yeah. sense that I was blackout drunk and loud as shit and thought yeah. I owned the place, but always respectful to the person in terms of my interactions with them and also tip them like 50%. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I think what I just realized is that I'm, I'm a part of the problem too, which is, <laughs> is fine. <laughs> But as long as you tip well and you treat them with respect and you yeah. don't expect they, yeah, any extra special true. service, then, then yeah. of course, we're all good. Of course. Catalina, we we have this idea and maybe for for uh, part of the podcast that maybe, um, I, I don't know, see how you feel about it. The plan is to, I, I still bartend. So when I, when we find particularly shitty customers, um, to be like, dude, I think you're awesome. You want to come on our podcast and then just record us just fucking with them the whole time. Just pranks <laughs> and like, you know. Oh my God. Basically like you'd come in as a service industry person and like, you're like kind of undercover. And no, like no, 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 no. I would, I would just be like, as a bartender, wait okay. for, for anybody who's particularly shitty and be like, yo, so I have this podcast that I think you'd be perfect for. Cause most of the time, the people who are the worst are also like, think that they're the coolest people on the planet. So I don't yeah. think it would be too hard to sell them. On no. like, <laughs> hey, you're awesome. The way that you're like talking to everybody around you really loudly and inappropriately when they don't want to talk to you is a really cool trait. And I think you should keep it up. Why don't you come on our podcast and then have them come to our studio. And from there, Oh just, my God. I love them. that idea. Yeah. I love. <laughs> okay. So Catalina, I hope that, uh, you know, this has been a, a fun and easy way to pop your podcast cherry. 
Yes, um, I have loved it. It's been so fun. Good. Uh, I, I'm happy to hear it. And you've been a wonderful guest. And truly, actually, you know, if you're ever in New York, uh, you you'd be welcome to come on, and we could do a live one or or whatever. But you, this oh is oh my gosh, awesome. yeah, that'd be dope. I'd love that. Um, we are going to get towards the end of the show, Mike. You wanna? Yeah. All right, Catalina, and anyone out there listening, we are now entering. Chris Marcella's Fast Five. <laughs> Chris Marcella's Fast Five for Catalina and anyone listening who doesn't know are five rapid fire questions, Ooh. maybe service industry related, maybe not, um, that I'm going to give to Catalina. Catalina, the first thing that comes to your head, let me have it, I just, okay? I just, okay, okay, let's do it. Chris Marcella's Fast Five. Number one, what is one food that you hate that everyone loves? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> God, this Perfect. is way too hard. I can't. <laughs> well, I, 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 we'll, we'll circle back to it. We'll circle back to it. Number one, have you ever had a ghost encounter? No ghost encounters. Number two, what's your favorite toy from childhood? <clears throat> One of those little toys that had like, you like would pull it and then it would have like little music playing. Do you know what oh. I'm talking about? Very Victorian yeah, yeah. view, I like that. <laughs> I, it would be like scrunched up and then you'd pull it and it'd become like bigger and then it would have little <laughs> music playing. It was the most comforting like stuffed animal when I was little. Perfect, perfect. We'll have to get her one of those if she ever comes on a live uh, on a, a live <laughs> broadcast, Laurent. Yes. Um, all right. Number three. What is the strangest thing a customer has ever asked you for? A tampon. <laughs> and it was actually a celebrity. Funny enough. Shout <laughs> was, it, was, it, was, was it a man? <laughs> no, it was. A <laughs> but it was really funny, and it was like I mean, she was super sweet, but like. She was just having her moment. She was in a table with all men. I was like, I get it. I got you. Yeah. But yeah, that was a, that was a pretty good one. I love it. We're, we're going to get that name out of you when we're, when yeah. we're off the air. <laughs> uh, all right. Number four. What is one food that you hate that everyone loves? <laughs> um, cheese? You, oh, you, you hate mac and cheese? I don't hate mac and cheese, but okay. it's just kind of like, uh, like I would never get that. Like some people okay. are like, Huge with mac and cheese. Sure, just yeah. Like it just seems so basic. Like yeah. it's sure. just cheese it's a, and noodles. It's an, it's an American pastime. It's an American. Very, that's probably pastime. why it's very Americanized, okay. and I didn't sure, grow sure. up with it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number five. Right after this podcast is done, you have to go to the closest tattoo parlor and get one celebrity or historical figure tattooed on your body. Perfect black and white portrait. Who is it? How about the celebrity that asked you for a tampon? Who was yeah. it? <laughs> Who was it? God, I cannot say that. <laughs> Amy Winehouse. Okay, nice. I love that. I'll you know they're that. coming out with a uh, like a film about her, a biopic. Oh, they're doing a biopic about her. Yeah, that's the, right. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, the I mean the fucking the documentary was amazing. Also tragic, but um, mm. yeah, love Amy Winehouse. Yeah, I loved Amy Winehouse. Right. She's the shit. Well, there it is. Chris yeah. Marcello.
Oh, it's fast five. <laughs> Did a hell of a job. Uh, we've learned that uh, that in order to be an artist in in the in the big city, you're just gonna have to accept your art and not expect payment for it. <laughs> um, we we learned that Laurent could potentially be a nightmare customer. That's after true. A shift. That's yeah. A cool... <laughs> like that. For sure. Not potentially. Now that now that Catalina opened my eyes to it, I am for sure a nightmare <laughs> customer. Uh, we've learned that Ellen doesn't come to restaurants with tampons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, Ellen. Um, You're old enough now. Yeah. Maybe in the next episode, I can mention. <laughs> All right, more. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That, this is a that's a what's it called cliffhanger. Come to the next Catalina episode to find out who it was. Um, <laughs> and uh, we end the podcast every time with our guest giving a joke or a quote. So, what you got, Catalina? Honestly, it's just it's not so serious. I feel like we just take things so serious and we like we hang on to things like working in a restaurant and we're like this rude customer and we like let it like take over our lives and it's like when you think about it in a big picture it's one meal out of a million meals that this person is having it's really not that fucking serious yeah a hundred percent I love it that's great (laughs) perfect Words Remember to live by if you're in the service industry. Just it, the whole beauty of being in the service industry is that you could, the second that the shift is over, you can walk away from it and you don't have to. Yeah. The only way it's going to stay with you is if you choose to bring that with you. So yeah. let yeah. it go, that, baby. That, that person ain't thinking about you. Yeah. As um, you know. True. You know. <laughs> Catalina, you've been a wonderful guest. Uh, thank you so much everybody we love you we'll talk to you next time love you bye Thank you.